Open up your Bibles, if you will, to Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4. This is the third in a series that I've been doing called When You Feel Like You're Not Enough. Exodus 4, chapter, fourth chapter, beginning at verse 1. We're just going to read down through four verses. Then Moses answered and said, But suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. So the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. And he reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. The word of God for the people of God. Someone say, thanks be to God. You may take your seats. When you feel like you're not enough. What's really interesting about this particular text is that Moses is in the midst of actually having a bargaining session with God. He's actually giving God all of the reasons why he's not qualified for the position. He's giving God all the reasons. He's telling God this doesn't really work. He's trying to allow God to know that he has some issues and that God, maybe you really don't realize who I am and what I'm dealing with. I'm not the right one for this job. I got some stuff in my past. There's some things that I've been dealing with, some stuff I've been going through, and I don't know if you really know me that well. And I suppose that Moses is struggling because Moses realizes that there's some stuff that is going on that has affected him emotionally. He's not the same person he was when he was 25. He's not the person he was even when he was 30 and 40. He's got some scars now that have been left on his psyche. And his mind has been wounded by what has been said to him. He's been through some stuff. And when you've been through what he's been through, you don't just willy-nilly go running because someone says something. You are unnerved by life. And the first thing Moses teaches us is that you need to realize that your present discouragement may be the result of past disappointment. Your present discouragement may be the result of past disappointment. There's some things in your past that can't be undone. It can't be unmade. It can't be unlived. You must live in your present and realize that you must let your past be your past. If you don't push Pass your past into your future, you will remain stagnant instead of getting what God has.
has for you. Moses understood his life had secrets and even his secrets had secrets. And what he thought was secret was actually an open secret because somebody knew his secret. And he was worried that if his secret got out, his secret could cause him shame. I don't know about you, but if you ever have a secret that you don't want nobody to know about, and all of us come to church with our secrets tucked safely away because there's some things about us we don't want anybody to know. We put some things to the side. We hide some things that just ought not to be shared. That's even why we put on clothes because we hide our secrets. We cover up the things we don't want other folk to see. The things that are unflattering about us, we put a little more material on it. The things that don't make us look good, we squeeze it in with spandex. The things that don't seem too tight on our head, we wrap it up a little tighter. We put a wig or weave, we put a hat on, we shave it, we do something because we are hiding a little something in our secrets, but every now and again, secrets get exposed and we get worried when they get out there. But I need to tell you, God knows your secrets. And here's the good news, he loves you anyway. Moses had some stuff going on in his life. See, see what folk didn't know, everybody didn't know, there's some negative stuff in his past because Moses was a murderer. See, if you read chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, what you'll see in there, it says this. Now, it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that when he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and he looked that way. He didn't see nobody. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand uh -oh. and when he went out the second day behold two Hebrews men were fighting and he said to the one who did the wrong why are you striking your companion and he said who made you a prince and a judge over us do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. Whew. You see, the thing I like about God is that God knew the secret anyway. God knows your past and all you are. What you've done is not an indication of what you can be. See, when you turn your life over to God, what you've done doesn't really matter to God as what you'll let him make you. See, what the devil wants you to believe is that your past disqualifies you from usefulness that your past disqualifies you from being available to God, but not so, because see, God can take a murderer and make him a minister. Yeah. 
God can take the merciless and make them merciful. God can take the selfish and make them selfless. God can take thieves and make them trusted. He can take prisoners and make them praisers. He can take the hopeless and make them hopeful. He can take those who are down and pick them up and turn them around and have them standing with their feet on solid ground. Ah, sometimes your present discouragement may be the result of your past disappointment. And I think also that kind of leads me to this other idea that present developments may result in doubts. See, when, when God starts saying, I want to use you, the doubt in Moses' mind was real. When God says, I want to use you, Moses' mind is filled with doubt because Moses knows he has a credibility problem. You're asking me to stand before folk who know me. They know where I've been. And just because I haven't seen them in 40 years doesn't mean they don't remember who I used to be. I got a credibility problem. And, and, and what you've got to recognize is God looks at him. He sees his doubt. He sees what he's going through. I know you don't feel like you're enough. I know you don't. I know you think that this is a runaway time, that you ought to do what you first did. But I let you leave Egypt. You didn't leave Egypt to get away from Pharaoh. You left Egypt to get to me. There are times when God will let you leave one place to get to the next. And it's not because you what you're running from. It's what he's running you to. And sometimes when you get where he's sending you, that's where he's going to be able to speak to you. And I know sometimes you feel like you're isolated. Wish I had more family around me with my cousin. Them, with them. No, sometimes you need to be by yourself with your new friends that are boosting your ego, helping you with your confidence helping you get yourself back together because God said I'm going to use you but I got to fix up your bruises first I got to fix up your bumps first I got to lift your burden first I got to get your head together I got to get you back right again you lost your confidence I got to get your confidence back you lost your swagger. I got to get your swag back. You lost your moves. I got to get your move back. You lost your groove. I'm going to get your groove back. Tell Stella it takes more than a man. crux of the sermon let me I'm gonna wrestle here for the last part so wrestle with me stay with me we got to go we got work to do here the last thing I want to push into the sermon 
and I'm going to break it up in an ABC, but stay with me here. Present demonstrations may begin to reverse past disasters. God said to Moses, what's in your hand? Moses said, I got a rod. God said, toss it on the ground. He drops the rod, and the rod becomes a snake. And Moses does what most normal people who are not crocodile indie or I, I was in Alabama. My y'all know y'all know Pastor Starworth, my good friend. I, I was at his mother's house. We were out there, she was doing some work in the yard. Snake comes in the yard. This had the biggest 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 this was a rattlesnake I ever seen in my life. His mother, Miss Gussie Lee, he'll tell you I'm not lying. Miss Gussie Lee looked at the snake, I looked at the snake, and I I promise you, I was much younger and I moved a lot faster. <laughs> Miss Gussie Lee looked at the snake like, oh no, you won't come in my garden. Took out old backhoe and beat the stool. That poor snake never had a chance. He hissed one time. I think I heard one or two rattles. It was like, pow. Moses did what most folk do. He ran from it. Watch this now. And God said to Moses, Moses, go back over to that you just ran from and pick it up. Watch this. By the tail. Now, I'm not Indian. Never been a snake charmer, but I've seen the movie. Normally, snake charmers, when they see them, you do some, they blowing their little whistle and everything. They grab them by the head because the head is the most dangerous part. God said, get it by the tail. Now, God, Moses, I need you to grab what you're afraid of by the tail. And I need you to understand something. Just because you don't have control doesn't mean I'm not in control. Oh, I feel like preaching up in here. When he got the tail, all of a sudden it became a rod again. Okay, y'all missed it, went over your head. I've got to give you another one because it's in the text. It's right in the text. The, the, the first thing that God does is God said, let me give you a public sign. That's it. You're going to use this rod again. This rod and you are going to become friends. This is not the first time my rod going to work here. This is going to happen and you're going to get used to this thing doing some big stuff. Watch this. This is it. This is, God doesn't say it here, but he'll say it later. This is the rod of God. 
I'm going to use this. Now, 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 it's a public sign because I'm going to let you do it over and over and over again. But that wasn't good enough for Moses. Verse, verse 6, y'all read this in your Bible? I don't know, maybe, maybe you did, maybe you didn't hear. Verse 6 says, furthermore, the Lord said to him, so now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, the hand was leprous like snow. And he said, put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again and drew it out of his bosom. And behold, it was restored like his other flesh. Then it will be, if they do not believe you, nor heed your message, show them my sign. Hold on one second. Clear hand in the chest, come out full bone leprosy. By all means, a leper can't be in the camp and is ostracized, thrown out, no longer available to God. God says, Son, put it back in there. Look at his hand again. And God said, Now see. Let me just show you something. Hands clear. Now Moses, you need to realize something. That when I lifted you up, I took every disease that was in your life and every wickedness of what you used to be and I took it in my bosom and cleaned your slate. That hand belongs to me. I feel like hollering up in here, but I'm going to try and hold it down. Listen, listen, listen. Let me hold your hand up if you will. And just say, this one belongs to God. This is the one he cleansed. This is the one he purged. This is the one he made over. This is the one he picked up out of the muck and mire. It belongs to God. So the, the first one is a public sign. And God was giving him that to show other folk just who God was. But the second one was for personal strength. Because God was using that to tell him just who he is in God now. Mm, mm, mm. Can, I, can I bless somebody right now? You need to realize that even with all you've been through and with everything that has tried to tear your life down, that the God you serve is still on your side and he's still making a way for you. Okay, I got, I know I got it. I said, I, I'm going to close now. I'm going to close now. I could do, I could have done three sermons just on these last three things, but I'm trying to get done. Watch this now. I'm, the last part of this, this is the C. 
This is all under the third point. This is the C portion of it. Because then God did something real weird. Look at verse 9. And he shall be, if they do not believe even the, these two signs, or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river, pour it on dry land, that the water which you take from the river will become blood on dry land. A public sign in the rod, a personal strength in his hand, but a prophetic sign in blood. I'm closing here. I don't need to holler to close. <clears throat> the public sign God gives him is a rod that turns into a snake. And the snake turns back into a rod when he takes it by the tail. The personal sign is a hand turned leprous that turns back when he puts it in his bosom again. The prophetic sign is water turned to blood. Notice what's different about the last one from the first two. In the first two, both things changed back to their original state. Are y'all with me? The rod became a rod again. And the hand that was leprous became a normal hand again. But the blood that was put on the ground remained blood. Are y'all with me here? That the prophetic sign of blood on the ground to remain blood meant something that God said, I'm getting ready to come through Egypt now. And I'm getting ready to set justice in order. And the blood that I put on the ground is going to stay on the ground. I'm not going to reverse this. This they're going to go through because for 400 years they put my people through. And prophetically, I'm going to take that which is most precious to them. The Nile River, the seedbed of all life. I'm going to take that which they worship, that which they call a God, and I'm going to take their God and turn it into blood. And I'm going to destroy everything around them because I am... I'm all done. I got to go to my seat. What you got to understand is that God shows one more thing. God wants you to realize that there may be some things that you have to witness before you can be a witness. And just because God hasn't perfected you yet and you're not completely healed yet doesn't mean God is not in the midst of fixing you and healing you and convincing you. God's been giving you signs in your life. That's why you're here today. It's another sign of a change going on. That's why you have what you have. It's another sign of a change going on. And what God's trying to convince you of is it's your time now. It's your season now. It's your time now 
to hear his voice. God's trying to convince you. He's got his hand on your life. He's got his hand on your life. He's got his hand on your life. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I see the signs in my life. God's got his hands on me. God's got his hands on me. God's got his hands on me. God's 